Welcome to Creatoring. I still haven't found Daniel. I found a note that looked like it was written in blood saying that he might be somewhere in Idaho, Idaho, Ohio. I'm not sure. It was kind of ineligible. Ineligible? Unreadable? Whatever word you want to use. But um, today is going to be kind of a different day for Creatoring. I don't know if this is going to work, but I want to try to sort of shift the perspective of what creatoring is and has been we'll still make fun of people but going forward i want to focus more on what makes creators unique and weird we all have our own stuff and i want to just talk to people and find out what theirs is and when everybody knows that everyone else is weird maybe we'll feel a little more comfortable with it um today i am joined well first of all if you don't know i'm zach wilkinson one half of the host of creatoring and today, I am joined by an incredible illustrator, Canadian, bus rider, nerd. <laughs> Liz Mack. Yeah. Liz Hi. Mack. Yeah, it's me, Hi. Liz Mack. Hi. I'm sorry I preemptively called you a nerd. That's okay. That's okay. I think it's kind of a given. Would you own that? Oh, are you kidding? Yeah, duh. Um, one thing when I was doing research for the show that I was really surprised to find out is that you were a Mabimbino. A bit of what? Say that again. My big bambino, big my oh, brother, my oh, brother. Oh yeah, I'm a big bambino. Are you kidding? Like that's yeah. the best podcast there is. I like they could just load up a, a like a dump truck of content and like park it in front of my face and just unload it, and I would just yeah, I'd be quite happy. You know, anything, well, anything, whatever they do, I don't care. Were you excited this morning with the new Adventure Zone? I haven't listen to it yet don't spoil it for me i want to i want to get up? no that's just it as i want to get through uh the latest arc that they're working on or that they did and uh travis's then, arc. yeah yeah okay apparently justin did one but it's not coming out unless you're like a supporter of maximum fun what oh well i guess that's fair it's like a one-off right i mean i've been giving jesse thorne money for like six years so i will enjoy listening to that one <laughs> yes yeah how do i get on max fun i wonder if i can get creatoring on max fun if i can just get him to listen to the show that'd be enough for me yeah i don't know do you have to like is there like some sort of ritualistic blood sacrifice like via podcasting Chickens. that you have to do you have to like slit your palm on i don't know a sundial at twelve, and you summon oh, you summon Jesse Thorne, and you make a you make a <laughs> pact with him, and uh, then you're trapped forever on Max Fun, uh, doomed so, to record I forever. Jordan is involved in that somehow. <laughs> you have to find Judge Hodgman. Yep. Buy three of his books. Yep. Get him to sign them in blood that uh -huh. you got from someone else. Uh huh. Send proof to Jesse. And then he might talk to you once. Oh, you cut out there for a I think that might be it. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. It was another blood joke about Jordan and Jesse. Great. We're very <laughs> on brand today. Lots of blood. Yeah. That happens a lot. Uh, when John Cantino was on, we ended up talking a lot about chicken and blood sacrifices. We okay. were talking about the movie The Witch. Oh, I haven't seen, seen that, that one. No, I haven't seen that one. Are you a big horror movie fan? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I don't like gore. That's my thing. It's like, I don't like, like zombie movies? No way. I like psychological thrillers and horrors like that. But again, like, I, 
No, I haven't. Um, my thing is, too, is that I just generally don't have the patience to sit through a lot of movies. So there's <laughs> a lot of movies I haven't seen. Like if you, you, you could name just about any movie and I probably haven't seen it. So I, I'm not a movie buff, period. So, yeah, I got nothing well, the against fact them. That you haven't seen it? No, yeah. Just who's got time to watch them? I just I just get bored. Like I put movies on while I'm drawing and it's got to be something I've already seen because I'm not going to be paying attention to it. I just want it to kind of oh, play you don't in the watch background. A lot of movies. Yeah. It's like there's like so movies that I have seen. I spend I spend my entire life consuming the same media I've been consuming since I was 12. So, <laughs> nothing new, nothing new <laughs> enters this bubble ever. It's it's so yeah, that's it. Lion King Night Lion King, Before Christmas. Oh god, no, not that one. Uh I do <laughs> The Labyrinth uh, I nice. do Rocky Horror Picture Show or, um, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Rambo. Something else with David Bowie in it? I'm, I mean, I wish, but no, he's not a great actor. So, um, <laughs> I'd rather just listen to his music. He can spin those balls though. Like it's nobody's business. Yeah, well, I mean, I hate to break it to you, man, but, you know, those weren't his hands. <laughs> I knew that, too, and I still wanted to believe it. I feel like I just killed Christmas. You just mansplained David Bowie to me. I did. I, I did. Yeah. I really, really, really did. Like, actually. Well, well, actually, those weren't his balls, either. Um <laughs> Yeah, where does David Bowie keep his balls? Um, well, they're in space now. In... Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, uh, I saw one of them. I was at the David Bowie exhibit in New York. It's one of my stops, and I got to see one. Uh, I got to see the oh, crystal nice. ball. It was on a little pedestal, a little with his name etched on it. It was very sweet. That is really cool. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. That, that was, was another. A, that was a, That was a religious experience for me. Was that where the statue was defaced already, or was that somewhere else? What's that? Wait, what? What statue? Let me find it. So they did a David Bowie statue recently, and they already, like, defaced it. Ah, oh, fuck. Sorry, I don't know if this podcast allows swears, but I just swore. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, Big do time. it. Okay, cool. I'll put that parental check on everything. Okay. It's in Britain. Oh, the yes. Statue. They put it. I remember hearing that they put a statue somewhere in Britain, but I remember thinking it was weird that they put it there and not New York because he was a big fan of New York. And I figured that that would I'm be. Gonna, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the city name. I'll fuck it up. But it's where he released or he like came up with Ziggy Stardust. Oh, uh, right. Is where they put that at. Yeah. But they like spray painted like feet in the homeless first, rest in peace, David Bowie. I think they were trying to say something like he would have approved of. Right. But it's still like a dick move. Right. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. That's disappointing. But I figured you weren't that into horror movies when you told me you went on that bus tour. Because anybody who's watched a lot of horror movies is not going to do that. How was it? Uh, well, I mean, I've done... So I took the bus from Chicago to Appleton, Wisconsin, and back. And I also took... Like, we're talking Greyhound buses. So I also took the bus from <laughs> Chicago to Cleveland, and then from Cleveland to Philly, and then Philly to New York. And then the big one was New Man. York New York to Tampa, which is 28-hour 
journey. Like most of the other journeys are like maybe eight hours, two hours here, four hours there, like not a big deal. But the 28 hours, the overnight trip uh, from New York to Tampa was like, oof. I mean, you know, what? To, to their to their credit, like the bus was comfortable and because it's not like, like it's like, an, it's not like a flight. You can pick your own seat. Right. So at least n- yeah. everybody knows that nobody wants to sit next to anybody. So everybody <laughs> just stayed the fuck away from everybody else and everybody got their own seat and you're able to stretch out and that was fine. Bus drivers though are mean. They're all really mean. And, uh, well, no, they just, they just don't want any of your bullshit. So you're on the bus <laughs> and it's like everybody's tired and confused and it's four o'clock in the morning and they're arbitrarily making you get off the bus so that they can do an inspection, like a safety inspection. But nobody knows that. Nobody's told that yeah. ahead of time. We're all just being woken up at four o'clock in the morning and told to get off the bus Uh-oh. and everybody's grumpy and the guy's yelling at you and he's like, you got half an hour. And if you're not on this bus, you know, we're not stopping for you. We're not going to come back, blah, 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 blah. Like, and just, and then there's people who are still asleep. They slept through all this and he's going shouting at them. And this is like, nobody knows what's going on. Right. And, uh, they're just, they're just kind of jerks and they don't have time for any of your crap. And they just want you to follow instructions and they get on with their day. But I mean, the worst part was the smell on the bus because, uh, there was, they did not fill the toilet in the back with any water. So it was all just straight sewage in the back of the bus. And so all night it was just like unadulterated, like wham, bam, noxious gas fumes, just like dry, like a dry rub. Yeah. It was just like a dry rub of feces (laughs) all over the bus. It was terrible. And you can't open any of the windows and the bus driver refused to acknowledge it. And, uh, so the choice was. It can't smell anymore. Yeah, so the choice was turn on the air conditioning and freeze to death or be warm and stinky. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's been a time. And I'll tell you, like, the, the Greyhound bus stations are, like, it's a different gamble every time. Like, the one in Cleveland, yeah. the, the two worst ones were the ones in Cleveland and the one in uh, Jacksonville. So, Did you hear that, Pants? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Pants came to pick me up from the Cleveland bus station and like I swear to god, like, I must have two been in the just morning? No, this was this was actually pretty reasonable. It was like, I don't know, maybe late morning. One in the morning. No, it was like late morning, like before noon or around noon or something like that. But so I I got in and I like I probably came out like ash white, like because I swear to God I saw a ghost. I walked in, I was like, okay, I'm I really gotta use the bathroom. I walked in, walked through this yeah. this this place that just had birds. Birds in it. Birds everywhere. And I walk in. Yeah. Just 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 kicking it indoors and um I stepped over a teen who was just chilling in the hallway of the bathroom with one shoe off, just on their phone, hanging. And so I stepped over that teen, and I got into the bathroom, and I walk around this little corner, and there's this old, old woman. I don't know if she, she might have been Amish or something. She was decked out in this head-to-toe Victorian gown 
black, all black, soot black with the high boots and like a trolley and a little pleated back black bonnet, just kind of drifting through the bathroom aimlessly. And I was like, okay, that's a ghost. And I keep yeah, going to the bathroom, ghost. keep going through the bathroom to go get to a stall. And, uh, people again, they're like sitting on the counter, just hanging out in the <laughs> Cleveland bathroom. And I go to go use it and I look over and there's just a whole turd on the floor. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, just hanging. And people are okay with this. It's, and they're hanging out like, uh, yeah, it, it was wild. I went into another one. The turd I was remember. also a ghost. Yeah, that was probably a ghost turd. I went into another bathroom, um, and there was like, I, it looked like a story, something had happened. I, I went in and the door to the bathroom to use looked like it had been punched open. And so I went to go wash my hands after I was all done. And there was, uh, a, a sandwich wrapper and an empty can of beans and like an abandoned half of a sandwich. So it was like somebody punched their way out of the bathroom, ate half a sandwich, ate the beans and left and like never looked back and abandoned their lunch in the, in the toilet. I don't know. I don't know what yeah, happened. I mean, they got full. I mean, that's all you really need. What's I that? Mean, I get, I get it. When you go in the store, you're like, okay, I'm going to want a whole sandwich, but you can't just eat a sandwich. Cause then you're a monster. Right. But they don't have potato chips, so you grab a can of beans because you're at a bus stop. Right. You don't expect a can of beans to fill you up. No. I mean, I get it. Yeah. And you got to eat You got to eat that on the toilet. Yeah. Like, that's the rules. And your hands right. are full. Your hands are full with, with beans and Sammy, so you got to kick the door open, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't all have friends that can pick us up from the bus stop at 10 in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes you just had to make do. Exactly. Yeah, it was. Oh, whew. it's been a good time. The name and, of this episode is Ghost Turd. Now, by the way. Okay, excellent. <laughs> He's going to be my new unofficial ma- mascot. Cool. Uh, I expect the enamel pin line to uh, drop in about I don't know four days. As soon as I can get it. I don't him. know if I can get it. Can I get it back for Creative South? Maybe. We can get stickers done by then. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> official merch everything it'd be pretty bad to have a ghost turd with like a david bully makeup job wouldn't it it would be very bad uh but like i don't know it's risque <laughs> um yeah those are good bus stop stories I, I mean the ghost is definitely the only one i had when i was in high school i went with a church group to new orleans Mm-hmm. And there was some dude like peeing over the safety rail outside of going into the station. Over but the safety ghosts rail, are way better. That's, well, it was that's like a, over like... the second. You know, it's one of those like there's three rails. Yeah, yeah. To the safety, it was like over the second in between the top two. <laughs> like he was arching it, but he couldn't quite make it over the top. <laughs> it was like that's... three in the morning, so I guess he was trying his best. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Greyhound. It scared a lot of Lutheran kids. <laughs> yeah, uh, Greyhound, everybody ride it. That's that's their new slogan. Everybody ride it. <laughs> now, were you doing kind of an art tour, or did it just kind of accidentally turn into that? Because I've seen a lot of, like, the chalk thing you found. Yeah, um, that some of it's been happenstance. Some of it was totally planned. So I've been doing... Uh, 11 cities or so over 10 weeks and each city there's a different thing that I'm doing or sometimes it's just I'm just chilling like I am here in in Tampa so in Chicago 
I was staying with some friends who were organizing an event up in Appleton, which is only a few hours outside of Chicago. So I was, mm-hmm. um, my buddy Matt Bureau runs this fantastic fundraiser for public, public arts installations in Appleton, Wisconsin, which is a really cute little town that's got a really wicked art scene. It's super bumping. Anyway, so I was doing live art there. And then I head down to, I went down to Cleveland to go hang out with my buddy Pants for a week and check out the scene there. Went to Philly because I have some friends who are having a baby. I had to go say hi to them. Those guys are super cool. And uh, then I did New York with a friend of mine, which of course I had to go do the David Bowie exhibit. That was the whole point of that trip. Bus down from New York to here, uh, just crashing with a friend of mine and seeing what's good in Florida. And after here, I go to Miami for a couple of days to decompress before I head to uh, Creative South for my first keynote. So, nice. yeah, I just need to um, kind of take it easy and get my thoughts together before I, I do that because I'm I'm nervous, but I'm mostly <laughs> excited. And then I then I head to Austin and then Boston for um, oh shoot, what's the what's the conference I'm going to? How Design Live. So I'm going to How Design oh, cool. Live in, in Boston. Then I head home on May third. So I've Are you got, just like, visiting Hal or? Yeah, yeah. I actually won tickets. I won these VIP passes. It was kind of wild. I uh, Go Media had tweeted out this contest thing, saying like, "Oh, only a half hour left to do enter for this contest," and I was like, "Oh, sure, why not?" And so I did. And then I woke up and it was like, you won. And so I got two <laughs> VIP passes to this conference. Um, so I'm, I'm taking a friend of mine from back home. We're meeting up in Boston. We're going to go do that and uh, nice. cause a scene, I'm sure. That'd be fun. It's going to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, has Bill Skarsgård seen the painting you did of him? I don't know. And I don't even know if I want to know. I just would prefer to believe that he has seen it and he probably has it printed out like a bootleg and glued to a ceiling. Uh, that's I love looking, waking up and just seeing pictures of me above my bed, too. So yeah, I right. Imagine Bill's the same as, a, as a killer clown. Yeah. Yeah. No, you haven't seen it either. That just. I have. You did. Yes. When did I ever say I haven't seen it? Why would I do a painting of a movie that I had not seen? That's a good point. I'm sorry. I jumped to a huge <laughs> assumption. It's based on the I don't watch movies and I don't like horror movies. Yeah, well, I, I mean, been. I am a big Tim Curry fan. Obviously, like I have a Tim Curry tattoo on my forearm. Um, so I've seen the original It, and so I had to be sure that the remake was going to be uh, be solid, and it was. I was actually quite impressed with how they you did like it. Out. Yes, I liked it a lot. Uh, there was a I couple didn't of things. The lady in the painting. Yeah, that was weird. Um, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm hopefully not spoiling anything for anyone, but the only thing that really bothered me was, um, the beep, beep, Richie thing. Like, I don't know if you caught that, but at one point Pennywise says beep, beep, Richie, but they don't ever use the beep, beep thing in the movie. It's a book thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. They, the kids never look at Richie and say beep, beep, but for some reason, they did this weird callback. Like, it's a thing that you like, why would he ever say that? That's not anyway. It doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. I still need to buy, I, I'm holding off on buying the Blu-ray because I heard that there might be a director's cut coming soon. So oh, maybe nice. they have it in that. Yeah. But I think it's better than the book. Both uh, of them, actually. Mm, no. Mostly just because they left out the orgy scene. Anything that leaves out the orgy scene. Is I was just okay. going to say that that, that that was like... That was the thing that kind of ticked me off. I mean, how else are you going to do it? You can't have child porn in it because <laughs> it's, right. it's it's 
<laughs> fucking weird. Like, you can't do it's that. So but I don't like the way that they did it because they turned it into, like, all the boys saving the girl. And she doesn't yeah, even get to, and she doesn't even get to shoot the, the bullet. Like in the, in the book, it, the big deal is that the girl fires the silver, the silver bullet from the slingshot. And they didn't yeah. even give her that chance. She was super cool. Like she's major badass in that book. And they kind of like took it all away from her. I was like, damn it. That's true. Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to be that girl, but I mean, come on. No, it's true. They, they could have done it. They could have done the, it differently. Yeah. Just, I'm not yeah. advocating for the weird child orgy scene i'm not <laughs> let's let's just make that clear i weird. i i appreciate and i understand its place in the book but it's still fucking weird so we're not going to put that in a movie okay we're good. it was okay. also cokehead stephen king like peak at that point was was it i thought i was it i thought he was done by the 80s or was that like? See, I always heard that was the biggest. I'll, I'll default to you because you're the one that's painted Stephen King, so you probably know more than I do. Well, uh, I I could be putting my foot in my mouth, but when I think of like, I think of The Shining or Cujo when I think like, Cujo. Yeah, <laughs> Cujo is definitely a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, I just wanted to defend him and put the child orgy thing back on cocaine. I mean, that's yeah, that's cool. That's possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just go with that. I'm gonna, I'm I gonna put the turtle too. You missed the what? The turtle and it. I wish I that it had been at least a little more emphasized. But I guess that's like too weird for people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're towing a fine line between people like doing fan service and uh, trying to get people interested. Like, not everybody did show the lights. Yes, they that did show cool. the deadlights. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and there's there's still another movie to come out, so they'll probably wrap up a whole bunch of stuff that we're complaining about right now. Have they cast the adults yet? I yes, they have, but I honestly don't know who they've cast. I'm gonna look on the internet because they might have it. The internet, yes, of course. Nope. I can't find it fast enough. Nope. Okay. Give up. Um, I quit. What's um your favorite style to draw in right now? Because you can do everything, um, apparently. Uh, well, I, yeah, sure. Um, I'm <laughs> really into right now into like mid-century modern aesthetic, uh, yeah. but not like like art of the '60s, um, but like a, a very specific subset of it. Like I think when most people think retro or or um, mid-century modern, they think of like '50s Atomic Diner. Like, you know what I mean? Like seafoam green and, and mm -hmm. I don't know, that kind of stuff. But that's that's not really what I'm into. It's a little too cliche for me if I'm going to get on my hoity-toity horse. Um, but uh, so I'm, I'm really more interested in stuff like Bob Peake, uh, like Bob Peake's film posters, that kind of thing. Like the, the Star Trek okay. Enterprise poster is is like the best thing I've ever seen in my life um so yeah that's that's where i'm at these days and i've kind of been hanging out here for a couple of years it's it's my jam say, it sounds like some of the old fake um movie book covers you were doing like the georgia devil yeah yeah those, yeah um and actually that the agent four it's actually agent 416 you wouldn't know that unless oh, you I'm were sorry. unless you were um Canadian um it was uh that in particular was in response to back home in, in Halifax we had our 
film tax credit cut. And so everybody left for Toronto, all the filmmakers and designers, costume people, writers, directors, everybody, they, they left for Toronto where all the film yeah. stuff was. And so the area code for when you call Toronto is 416. And uh, oh. so that's where that came from. Agent 416 nice. took everyone. <laughs> it was in the little tagline is a film you'll never see. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a neat little insider. This is the director's cut of that of that poster. Now I know you have a lot of client stuff you can't show. I saw you yeah. mention that before. I kind of yeah. found the same one. Like I'm an anim- I'm an in house animator. Okay. I animate yeah. stuff every day. Yeah. But I can't show anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so so it I just, feel like just... I'm fake. I know it's it's rough because it just I mean I'm not gonna say I'm not, but it makes you look like you don't do anything all day no, yeah, all the exactly. time it's like oh i'm doing it's like a, i'm just on twitter oh i'm doing so much work today Woo! like <laughs> yeah i did like yeah. 70 hour a week a couple weeks ago just like pulling overtime trying to get this project done but i can't if you look at my instagram i haven't posted anything in like three or four months i know mine's just like fucking selfies right now because yeah. <laughs> well, those are fun yeah i mean you're traveling that's good stuff but yeah. i want to like make personal work and stuff but i don't have any time to do it so yeah, I feel that. Right now I'm kind of uh in the opposite spectrum at the moment. Like I right before I left, I was doing a whole bunch of different work for clients that I could not talk about and uh still can't even though I'm not doing the work right now, obviously. <laughs> um so now I'm in the opposite spectrum where when I when I came down to America, I I left all of my gear back home. My my laptop, my tablet, um, nice. actually I, my laptop's broken, so I couldn't bring it even, even if I wanted, I just have a, like a tablet. Um, so no drawing supplies, no nothing, because I was so scared of border patrol. I was so scared of coming across the border and they would look and be like, Oh, a sketchbook, eh? You must be an artist. <laughs> like I'm so paranoid about it that they would turn yeah. me away after planning this two month long trip and like sinking oh, everything no. into it. I didn't want them to have any reason to turn me away. So now I have all kinds of time to draw and I have like, a uh, pencil and a Bristol pad that I picked up. Um, <laughs> so I have all the time in the world to do personal work, but I'm like, I don't have any of my, I know it's not about the materials and everybody wants to be like, it doesn't matter what pen you use, but I miss, <laughs> I want my stuff. I want my sketchbooks yeah. and I want, yeah. It's, so I'm not producing any personal work and here I am just littered with time to do it. And, uh, I'm just not doing it. And uh, I think that might no, be a little bit of a shithead, but, uh, yeah. You need that break too. That's don't true. Do any of it. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say I'm recharging totally. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's a popular word. You're hustling yeah. and recharging. Oh God, is that is that the thing I'm going to make fun of? Yes, that's the thing I'm going to make fun of. Uh, <laughs> like, fuck the hustle, man. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like that's an unpopular opinion because, like, I used to be, I used to buy into the hustle mindset when I first got started, and uh, you know, I'm I'm self-taught and like I have no no educational background or, or I've never worked for an agency or anything like that. I'm kind of just building this as I go. So I sure. was totally into the hustle mindset at the start, and then I was like, man, this is this is dumb. Like this is really dumb. Uh, and I I hopped off that bandwagon <laughs> a long time ago. I mean, you gotta sleep. You gotta sleep. Like I like I would much rather just be. Can we just exchange hustle for cozy? Like just stay cozy. Just stay cozy all the time and you'll be a lot happier and you'll probably make better work. Stay cozy. 
I, I like cozy, but I'm worried that cozy is the next hipster thing, too. Is what? Like, cozy is going to be the next hipster trend. You know how we just came out um, of the... Um, the Higgy was thing? Was that the magic, the magic of um, organizing and shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought we were already kind of doing the cozy thing with... The, I don't know how to say it. Is it the Hig? Is it the... Yes, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's cozy sweaters and hot cocoa and, and not doing anything. I have anything. three books right next to my desk all about that shit. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's, so yeah, maybe um, maybe stay cozy is garbage, and uh, we'll just do. I don't know. I want to enjoy it while it's here. I'm fine. You do know, whatever you want. Jogger pants, sweatshirts, coffee. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> is that the point of it, or am I just trying to be comfortable? I don't know the difference. Yeah. Well. Um. Just keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. What? Oh. And then a bunch of comic books. Well, excuse me, graphic novels. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't call them that here. Well, I only get trade paperbacks. I, I used to buy singles, but that gets expensive and cluttery. Oh no! See, I don't do the singles because I want I want like more than four minutes worth of entertainment. Yeah, no, that's what I, I've switched to that. To like yeah. the big trade paperbacks where it's like eight, not eight together or 12 together yeah exactly the that's what you want art. like saga have you read saga i dig saga saga is fantastic okay. yeah i need to get the new i think volume nine just came out and i picked that up i am so far behind i'm only on like i don't know volume four or five or something um yeah i just got busy being broke <laughs> i got busy being an artist <laughs> and i and i let my my comics thing slide um, I'll let out a really big nerd secret right now. Maybe it's like he has a dad with two kids and being broke also uh, yeah. for different reasons. Um, at least in the U.S., we have a couple of apps called Hoopla and Overdrive. Uh-huh. You link them to your library card, and you can get comics for free. Dude. Like check out comics on your phone or iPad or whatever. Ah, oh, nice. That's thank you. Hot tip. Yeah. I think it searches into Canada too, but you have to check with your library. Right. All right, all right. Good to know. A lot of Marvel and DC stuff. Um trying to see if anybody sent us any questions. Jason Frostholm from Creative South sent us one. I'm yeah. gonna ask it, but we don't have to answer it. Okay okay. He wanted me to ask you about your dad's bands. Oh well my dad only well, he only really had one band. So my dad was the um <laughs> He was in a couple, but uh, his big one was uh, Cutting Crew. So my dad was the lead guitarist. With two Ks? Please tell me, is it two no, Ks or two Cs? No, it's two Cs. It's Cutting okay, Crew. That's yeah. fine. Sorry. It's still a cool name. Yeah. So they were they were Cutting Crew, and he did that song, I Just Died in Your Arms Tonight. Uh, so that nice. is my dad. I don't know if you know that one. I Just Died yeah. in Your Arms. Yeah. So that, that was my pops. And... Uh, after he did that, he went on to play in the Rubber Plant Band. So it was basically Led Zeppelin, but without Jimmy Page, and instead was my dad. Um, and he did the Fate of Nations album. So yes, that nice. I don't know if you wanted to know anything else specific about that, but uh, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> no, he, I, and the songs he wrote, that is a cool story. I'm, he was, he was I'm a cool happy. dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I think yeah. you just I, cut out for I, a second. I, no, it's cool. Um, 
I'll edit that part out. I think I've actually sung that song to my daughter. Oh I my god, that's have. awesome. Yeah, it, it it's a little racy, but uh, kids sure. don't need to know that. Mostly just the chorus. Right. <laughs> that and Hey Jude. She likes that song a lot. Her name's June. Oh, you can imagine what I do with that. That's adorable. I don't really like the Beatles that much. Is that bad to say? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Take it back. Do we need to like stop you can't, the show now? Yeah, you can't unring a bell, dude. We're done. <laughs> I like their popular so- like stuff. I just never really got into them that much. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, any more Mary Blair stuff coming out <laughs> anytime soon? Uh, I, I love mean... the Tour de Mac poster. That was really cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was. Uh, I really wanted to do something that was riffing on the Tour de France, uh, but I didn't want to draw a bicycle. <laughs> so, uh, so I just I mimicked. There was a particular poster, vintage poster that had that font treatment. It looked sort of like that, and so I just put my own art in. Um, I love drawing like her style. It's. Uh, yeah, and it kind of falls, it's not necessarily mid-century, it's more, it's earlier than that, but it has the same yeah. idea of minimalism that I'm attracted to, and bright color, and just uh, the ability to um, communicate something with only a certain number of lines, like just, you know, you, you do a brushstroke and that's the arm and you don't touch it anymore, you do this brushstroke and yeah. that's the leg and you don't touch it anymore, it's it's very uh, gestural, and uh, so yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I did some more of that down the road. Uh, once I have my gear back. Um, I was looking at your Instagram account and I just noticed you do, it seems like you do a lot of lettering and stuff for clients, but not really in your personal stuff. Is that yeah. just kind of no, request? That's a t- or that's, you just yeah, it's a total accident. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing when I'm lettering, but I keep getting hired for it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's not necessarily a thing that I do. Uh, but if they want to pay me, I'll figure it out. And so I just keep getting yeah. hired for it, which is, it's a great natural development is, is to keep getting hired for that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's certainly not something I've like aspired to do. Um, especially as a left-handed person, lettering can be extra tricky. Uh, so yeah. That trick really... you came up with, I mean, that's, I was surprised I hadn't seen anybody do that before. Yeah, so I mean, I think you're you're referring to how I do it upside down. Um, yes. Yeah. So for people who who may not have seen this particular post, but um, I pencil in the letters on a sign if I'm doing like a large format painting. I pencil them in normal, and then when I go to paint them, I do it upside down because a left-handed person's letter strokes are backwards so if i do it upside down the line weight turns around and looks like it was done by a right-handed person so there's your hot tip for the day everybody (laughs) i forgot how to talk um the thing that well i thought that was really interesting because that was an illustration drawing technique i learned at one point was if you can't figure out how to draw something turn it upside down yeah and do it that way just to get your mind out of that state of trying to draw what you think it should look like and then just focusing right. on the lines. Does that make sense? Oh, I think a lot. I think you. we cut out. You still there? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, cool. I lost you for a second there. But yes. No, the so you just answered that question. 
yeah, so the the upside down drawing thing is a good trick. The thing that I hate doing is is um if you're doing a portrait is putting it in the mirror. Um <laughs> is I don't know if you've ever had to do that. But, you know, I I like to do a lot of portraits. I really I get a kick out of that. Um and uh a good friend of mine Allison, Allison not back home. She's one of my best design friends back home. She's like, "Oh, well, if you want to see how you're doing with a likeness, just put it in a mirror and you'll see all the all the mistakes that you've made and now I'll, that's that was the worst thing i could have ever done for my ego because yeah it sucks don't listen to people don't take advice don't listen to anyone never improve yeah, don't do we're anything. all just making it up don't never yeah. improve i like that's good advice yeah yeah right yeah is that how that's supposed to be used what in your lane mm. I don't think that's right. No. Scotty Russell, you let me know. We'll figure it out. Uh, another question. Okay, we're getting towards the end of the show, so I'll ask a weird process question from a guy yeah. named John Howard. Okay. The designer here at Atlanta, too. He asked, what's her process for pairing fonts with her designs? Do you have a process for that? Yeah, um, like if I'm doing a poster, like a fake movie poster or a fake book, book cover, um, I get a lot of influence from like old Stephen King novels. So that's, I just look at that and I try to find, I'll, I'll pull out, like one of the things that I like collecting is, is old, um, like sci-fi art book covers. So I have a whole collection of Star Trek novelizations back home that all of them have Spock on them. And then I have all the old, uh, like the original covers for Stephen King novels. So it's like, if I need inspiration, my process is to look at how they use fonts. Like typically it's, it's serif and sans serif and like white and red. <laughs> like that's, that's basically it. Um, so that's my process in a nutshell for, for the posters, which is, I guess, where my type stands out the most is um nice. just kind of lifting it off of um old book covers his and other guess, question oh yeah i'm sorry no, go, go ahead. ahead oh well, i was gonna say i mean it's it helps that i have a decent eye for picking out the fonts because that's that's the challenging mm -hmm. part so it's like being able to mimic whatever the hell typeset was used in 1968 like i i'm never going to be able to figure out what that actual font is unless it's like times so um i do a lot of research trying to like i'll download a million fonts and uh you know look at them do a side-by-side -side comparison until i find one that i think captures the right feel yeah sisters of jupiter is probably one of my favorites oh thank you that one was a lot of fun did you read the fine print at the bottom no i got it pulled up let's see very tired <laughs> <laughs> I just I snuck in a whole bunch of little gags in the bottom there because no one ever reads the fine print at the bottom of a movie poster ever. Yeah. So I just put I just put <laughs> trash in there. Yeah. Nice. That's funny. I'm gonna have to steal that for my show notes just to see if anybody's reading them. No, no, they don't. I'll tell no, you right now, they don't. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all this show notes is gonna be is um linked to Bob Peak stuff and then to your dad's music. Yeah, that's cool. Give me some royalties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, his other question, I think we kind of answered this. Well, at least we answered what, or you answered what you're drawing right now with the mid-century and yeah. the 50s and 60s. But he asked, what is your favorite era of design? Is it that time or is there a different time you would call a favorite? Yeah, I would say it's that time. Um, what's the name of the guy? Hold on. Uh... 
my favorite era of design and probably one of my favorite designers isn't even, I guess, traditionally, he's more of an architect, so, or surface pattern, um, is Alexander Girard. So I am a big fan of his stuff that totally buys into the, the level of minimalism that I'm interested in, especially design wise. So yeah, that's, that's the era. His stuff is a huge influence on me. Um, sort of like his stuff and a combination of, like Alexander Gerard, Mary Blair, and Bob Peak are, are where I'm at. Nice. A lot of big, bold colors. Big yeah. Lines. Yeah. Yeah. Super gestural, very minimal. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's especially in that's your paintings. Yes, yeah, because it's easier. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't paint. And yet again, I keep getting brought on to paint stuff. So like I, I'm, I'm pretty methodical. Um, like pretty mathematic, so uh, not mathematic at all. I'm, I'm terrible at math, but I guess I'm I have a <laughs> method to when I actually have to do, go paint because I I do a lot of live painting as an event. Yeah. So on Fridays I'll go and I'll I'll live paint at a venue and that's what I do. But I don't want to embarrass myself either because I'm used to having digital medium. Like I'm used to having Command Z kind of thing. So. <laughs> When sure. I'm, when I'm painting, it's like I, I get up there and I, I tape things off with painter's tape and I like, like to have a reference image and I like to be very, um, I don't know, planned. I don't go up there and just paint whatever. I like to have a really good solid thing in mind, uh, at least in terms of my process. And, uh, yeah, but then I always leave room for, shitty errors so if the paint drips it's like well that's on purpose now like it's i just need to be able to go with it you know um yeah yeah planned planned chaos i guess nice i bet that does take a while to get around to just feeling Uh, comfortable with that yeah it does and uh you know what my my mantra with that in particular like i've done ink wars i've done a bunch of live painting battles and uh again it just always blows my mind when i get to do painting stuff because like i'm a digital artist like it's it's so wild that i get to go and do painting um but my thing is it's like if you don't like it you get up here and you do it like (laughs) so you don't you don't like how it looks you do it fine do it yeah. yeah it's spooky up there so i like to plan as much as i can and and have control over as many um what's the word variables as possible but you know i have to be able to be willing to let things happen naturally as well it's only so much like you can the control. pickle rick jar oh my god the pickle rick drawer w- or the jar <laughs> was like a stroke of genius oh, no. and i'm what's that i was i lost you the pickle rick jar i'm sorry Oh, yeah. So the Pickle Rick jar was such an accidental masterpiece. So all I did, like, I didn't even draw the Pickle Rick. I stole an image of Pickle Rick and printed him out on printer paper the morning before a show because my sales weren't great. And I was like, I need a gimmick that will get people over to my table. So I just printed out like dozens and I do- like hundreds, not even dozens. I printed out h- hundreds of these little one by one inch Pickle Ricks, <laughs> stuffed them into a jar. And on e- the back of each of them, there was like a little colored dot. And if you got like a blue dot, you got a high five, you got a pink dot, you got a compliment. And then there was a couple other real prizes in there too. Like, oh, you get anything from my table. And for two bucks a pop, yeah. people could come and pull a pickle rick out of the pickle rick jar. And 
I sold 500 of them. People were coming back. <laughs> People were coming back for more uh, because they started, it became this phenomenon at the show to like, who were leaving them in bathrooms and under chairs and like just dropping them on people's tables without saying anything and then coming back and getting another pickle rick. Um, <laughs> it was, a, it was, a, I, I mean, I'm, I gotta figure out how to keep doing that. Like the pickle rick thing is done, but like, what's next? Like, what else can I put in a jar? <laughs> you know, it was it was a little bit disappointing because, you know, I had a table full of my stuff that I was trying to sell. And no, people weren't interested in that. They like I poured my heart and soul into crafting, mm. like hand making all of this stuff and printing it in my own studio and, and packaging and designing everything. And like the pickle rake thing that I came up with a half hour the morning of the show, <laughs> like, yeah, put my sails through the roof. Um, now, I went pretty far back to find the Pickle Rick posts. Like, I, I don't think I'm quite into, like, weird Instagram territory. No, that's, that's like, not quite a year ago. But are you still comfortable telling people you're a Rick and Morty fan? Because I've stopped um, even mentioning it in public. I'm a white dude, and yeah. I don't even, I don't need more on top of that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm happy to be a fan. I, it's just, you know, it, it just has I don't a shitty like following anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I like it. I watch it. I don't like. I don't go around wearing Rick and Morty T-shirts or anything. But I think it's a great show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll talk about it. But it's like I'm not freaking out on the internet about it. I will cash in on it, though. Apparently. Uh, when necessary. Um, I went to McDonald's on the day they did the Sriracha giveaway. No, oh, not no. Sriracha. What was it? The shit. Wasn't it the Sriracha? The Mulan sauce. Oh, no, they have right. Sriracha's Chick-fil-A. They have oh, that okay. Chick-fil-A, which you okay. should enjoy while you're in Florida because you won't get it again. Um, I had it in a food court in Chicago. Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Nice. It was I went to California and there wasn't, I couldn't find one. It was miserable. Oh damn. Um but I only went to McDonald's that day for Pants poster. The hot, right. he did a hot mustard astronaut poster. Okay. And how which was I it? I don't have It's fantastic. Well, I mean the, the poster, po not the poster, but like yes, of course the poster, but like how is the McDonald's? Oh, I didn't get I it's McDonald's. Was it, it, was was it like madness? Five bucks. It was Oh, it was it was insane. Yeah. There was a family in front of me, like yelling at the manager, trying to get the Szechuan sauce. That's what. Yes, that's what it was. You know what? There's, there's probably fans listening to this that are like, "Fucking!" It's they're like angrily typing up <laughs> tweets. Yeah, I'll take it. If they want to get mad at me, I'll just happily mute and block them. Also, excellent. Um, well, yeah, the poster is great. The McDonald's was forgettable. I couldn't believe I got the poster. Each store only got one. Oh shit! That's my. That's the first and only time I'll tell people I like Rick and Morty in public. I think. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just keep it between me and my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, you can't like anything any anymore without people just being jerks about it. Like I, I just said at yeah. the beginning, I want to be optimistic yeah. more, but I also like Star Wars, and right. I just had to stay off of Twitter for that right. because that's a shit storm. Yeah. See, I'm going to say something that people will hate, but I'm not into Star Wars. Never got hey, that's into cool. it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Trekkie. I'm yeah, as as the day is long, I'm I'm a Trekkie. Like <laughs> Good. Yeah. That's my that's my jam. Uh the Spock drawing you did was fantastic. 
That's about thank as far you. as my Star Trek goes. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I've I've done a few of him. Um, Spock and David Bowie are, are two that I could just draw over and over and over again uh, endlessly. Oh, they have very good faces. I did draw Moss. I did draw Moss, and I drew um, shoot. It was the other character. It was um, I do this thing where I know exactly who I'm talking about, but I can't get the name out of my mouth. Um, the goth. The other guy from my teacher. Oh, no. yeah, the guy in the closet. Yes. Uh, I drew him. Right yeah, someone's I know. I hate that. Texting us again. Yeah, someone's. There's more tweets coming. Um, anyway, yes, I also drew that guy. Uh, and, uh, that, that remains the, the moss drawing remains one of my best sellers, which is one I didn't expect. Cause I didn't think people knew about, like, yeah. I didn't think that Canadians in general knew about the IT crowd. It's an amazing show. Uh, and so I had done this drawing and I was, I was at a show and I was, I was selling stuff and I couldn't keep that one. I, I had to keep going back and like getting 10 more printed and 10 more printed, um, yeah, it was great. There's people who have him lovingly framed up on their fireplace mantle like he's a member of the family or something. It's wild. Um, I wish more people in America or just everywhere knew what the IT crowd was. They're actually getting ready to remake it in the U.S., and I'm not uh, happy about it. No, it's not going to be. No, it's not going to be as funny. But the guy who does the guy who plays Moss is um, in a cartoon right now called Apple and Onion on Cartoon Network. Yeah, it's fantastic. Is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Check it out if you get a chance. It's it's short. It's only like 11 minutes long. Oh, okay. Yeah, I totally will. Yeah, Richard, Richard Iowati is a swell dude, and I will watch, much like Mim Bim Bam, I will watch anything that he generates. Have you seen Letter Kenny? No. Okay. Uh, I was tentatively, I almost didn't ask you this question. I probably shouldn't have. It's a. It's only in Canada. It's a sitcom on Crave TV. Mm-hmm. So we, I haven't been able to find anything except what some people have pirated. Right. <laughs> it's really funny. Okay, I'll I'll keep it in mind. It's what just it like again? a letter, Kenny. It's all okay. one word. Okay. It's like Trailer Park Boys, but set in Canada. It's, Trailer Park Boys is also set in Canada. Okay. Good point. <laughs> 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 trailer park go. boys is is in my hometown that's like our thing is it yeah yeah in in halifax it's it's is shot it there what's that okay so it's from the other side well, it's yeah. from ontario yeah so it's is. like more more central yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> i know how <laughs> geography works yeah but uh trailer park boys is a big deal back home it's like it's our thing that we did. I can't. I I've watched almost every episode of it, and I still made that goof just now. That's all right. That's what makes me day drinking. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Good save. Yeah. Now, have you actually seen The Love Witch? Because I think everyone needs to go watch it. Well, yes. Maybe not everyone. Uh, maybe not like nanas. No, no nanas. Yeah. <laughs> this movie. This movie is not for nanas. Um, or unless you're a cool nana, like a cool nana could. Cool manners can hang, uh, but uh, yes, yes, I have, and it's fantastic. Um, and yeah, I was actually set to be doing some merch for them, but it didn't actually wind up working out, which was a real shame because oh, I had so much good stuff um, lined up, and I was like so stoked to have it come out. And I'm when I get back, I'm still gonna release the art that I did for it anyway. But um, once I'm yeah. able to 
to have access to my oh my god i miss my gear once i <laughs> once i get back home i'll be able to do that now you're still looking for a computer to borrow did anybody get you one uh actually um my buddy raji hooked me up he was able to help me out because he's okay. a swell swell dude and uh i'm excited to see him in two weeks yeah, weeks. I'm ex- I'm excited to see everybody. Um and I'm excited yeah. to get my talk over with and I'm excited to party and uh it's going to be wild. Yeah. So you're speaking at Creative South? Yep. I'll be there doing a live podcast. Excellent. Um we're excited to see everybody. Yes. Have everyone buy us drinks. Yes, please. I'll need them. And <laughs> My talk or, is or Friday Friday evening. Going? What I'm going and talking about? Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, yes. I know exactly what I'll be talking about. Um, and I'll, I'll spoil it a little bit. It's, uh, they, they mostly want me to go down there because a lot of my creative career was built around going to these conferences and realizing mm-hmm. that, like, oh, people are artists for a living. This is, this is crazy. This is amazing. I had no idea. Obviously, I have no background. I never went to, I got turned down from art school. Um, and so, yeah, for the last few years, I've, I've succeeded. Like, I quit my salary job and went into the world of art with no background and just kind of made it happen and did a good job of it so far. Um, so I'll be talking about that. And it's really, it's more uh, like I'm kind of, as you've noticed, anti, anti-hustle. But this is more pro-bravery. I think bravery is more important than hustle. So that's what we'll be talking about. Uh, over the week. That's awesome. Over the weekend, yeah. My talk's Friday night, so if anybody has uh, any extra liquor lying around at like 7 o'clock, um, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh, I'm excited to hear it. Um, any public stuff you can share right now? Anything you want to say is going on or anything? Uh, uh, well, I do have my, like, no one's going to be able to go see it, but I do have my first solo art show opening, uh, Friday, the July 13th. That's coming up. And, uh, otherwise. Where's that at? We've got some listeners in Canada. Oh, it'll be at the Dart Gallery on Portland Street in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Opening Friday, July 13th. Yeah. And please hire her. Yes, please hire me. I am very available right now for for illustrations for book covers, editorial, um, live painting. If you have, if you have, or if you know of a venue where you would like to have an evening of live art, I come with a canvas and I paint, and you keep the painting, but you also pay me. So it's a great deal, and then you can sell the <laughs> painting. Uh, and it's actually a lot of fun. It's done really well back home. Uh, so if anybody's if anybody's looking for that, cool. Awesome. You can reach out and, to me um, at Liz Mac Draws on everything. Yeah, on everything, Twitter, Instagram. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook also, and my website is lizmacdraws.com. My email is liz at lizmacdraws.com. Uh, cashed in on that one ASAP. Nice. Um, I don't really have anything going on, but go listen to Cutting Crew and buy tickets for Crop in Baton Rouge and Creative South. Yes, do it. Um, thanks, Liz. Thank you. This has been a pleasure. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stoked for it. Have a good one, man. 